You're listening to Kavita here on Podcast Radio. Now, I'm being joined by Mark Machado. He is from the South Asian Audio Creatives, and he's also the head of productions at 1129 Media. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us here on Podcast Radio. So tell us a little bit about what the South Asian Audio Collective is. So the South Asian Audio Collective is basically a group of South Asian people. I mean, it's a very, I say group, it's very loose. Just a, a, a few people who work in radio uh, or podcasting or, you know, do or everyone does a slightly different job, right? And it came out of a conversation that I was having where we said there's not that much representation of South Asians in, in mainstream radio. And at first when someone said that to me, I was like, oh, I'm not sure that's true. I can think of this person, that person, this person. And then we were like, let's actually look at the raw data. And the raw data doesn't agree with what my initial gut reaction was. Uh, the raw data suggests that, especially in commercial radio and, and, and music radio, there's not much representation of South Asians at all. Um, so we thought we'd just kind of set something up, put something out there and see if we can kind of raise awareness of it and hopefully somewhere down the line bring some change to it as well because I don't think there's a lack of South Asian talent but I don't think that there's a lack of South Asian people who want to who want to do the job do you know what I mean like um and actually when I started thinking about it I thought it's actually in a way it's quite sinister Mm. right because actually what it is is forget the talent and forget whether or not someone should have the opportunity to do it talent's a totally subjective and objective thing right you know, one man's radio genius is another man's can't stand it. But what it is doing is, you know, radio as a medium is a medium of telling stories, right? Podcasting as well, you know, is is a great expression of storytelling. And it's and what I thought is that actually the South Asian experience, the British Asian experience has been lost in this medium. I mean, I think it's been lost in other mediums as well. I'm sure we can discuss that at a later point. And actually, I think it's very othering for us as a community and that's why I was like, this isn't about tokenism. This isn't about why Why do we need to have, you know, why do you need to turn on a radio station and hear a South Asian voice? I mean, every voice is more or less the same. We all have a, do you know what I mean? We all speak in English at the end of the day. But then I was like, actually, there's so much more to this. It's like, let's normalize our community. Let's normalize being a British Asian person. Let's our experiences be part of the greater society and cultural experiences. Because actually, I think that's going to have a much greater that's what's gonna you know gonna help us with integration and stuff like that i mean the government can bang on about integration and immigration and all that but if they want us to be part of it we've got to be part of every aspect of society and culture and the uk radio's radio's massive yeah it is it's huge and in fact during lockdown radio listenership and even audio listenership across the board including podcasts just completely jumped didn't it yeah when you know everyone suddenly want their friend in the corner again and you know when you when you talk about combating loneliness and stuff like that radio is, is massive for that there's new radio stations opening up all the time there's new podcasts starting up almost every minute like you know people people are excited and enthused about this medium and there's no reason why South Asians and Britain shouldn't be as well yeah exactly and for anybody who hasn't seen the research what are the key findings from it uh well the key findings are i think across uh commercial radio uh we we discovered that there was five uh south asian broadcasters across the kind of the main networks which i I was shocked about um and and actually when you dig a bit deeper off that five i mean i think only one of those 
two yeah one of those people sorry has a regular show monday to friday um most people are doing small shows on the weekend normally at you know unfashionable times mm. um on the bbc the situation is slightly different again on radio one and radio two which are the two big popular music channels from the bbc there is no south asian representation on five live there is there is one asian presenter at the moment who is daytime monday monday to friday that's going to increase in the new year because they're bringing a second uh south asian presenters joining the the lineup and on radio four it's a totally different story radio force appears to fully embrace diversity and has not just many South Asian presenters, but many presenters from different backgrounds as well, which is great to see and hear as well. Why do you think that is? Why do you think there's such a difference between talk radio, which is what a class BBC Radio 4 has, compared to music radio like Radio 1, Radio 2? I'm really happy you've asked me that question because I think that um, quite often Asian people are being typecast as journalists, newsreaders in kind of really serious roles. Uh, which obviously lends itself more to the output of Radio 4. Um, you said Radio 4 was going to talk radio, but actually when you look at the roles that Asians are playing on the station, they tend to be in much more scripted roles. So it's news reading, yeah. interviewing politicians and stuff like that. When you go and look at the actual speech stations, essentially I'm talking about LBC and talk radio here, especially in commercial sense, like talk radio has no representation and LBC has just one presenter on a Saturday who uh, who's Asian for a couple of hours um, and then I think they've, they've recently you know got David Lammy on board as well so they you know they get it's getting slightly better there uh, but progress can always be quicker what I should also point out is if you go look at BBC local radio there's a lot of Asian presenters across the network maybe at some point we might have time to do kind of an audit and see exactly what's going on there and maybe call out some stations that don't who knows it's interesting because a couple of people I've heard say that being like, oh, do we trust Asians with talk radio but not with music? And I think possibly more so, but I still think there's work that can be done in the area. Also, I wonder whether South Asians are kind of being typecast with their taste in music and what they like listening to. Yeah, I think that that is definitely something that's happening, right? And I think we're also seeing that in the terms of lack of representation of South Asians in in the charts there's very few and far between you know uh, a British Asian artist ever becoming a huge musical hit I mean we've obviously got Naughty Boy who's one of the top producers in the country um still bangles of people like that who have done stuff but um in the kind of 30 or 40 years where South Asians have really been a massive part of British culture we haven't really had a huge impact on on the music that most people are listening to. And I think over there, you can, you know, if you go to, to areas which have huge South Asian populations and you put your windows down, um, you know, I, I talk about, you know, I grew up in Ealing, I know Southall really well, right? If you go to Southall um, High Street, you put your windows down, your car windows down, the music you hear is not what they're playing on Radio 1 and Radio 2. And for me, that is a great example of where there is a whole community that's really not being catered to and I mean, some people say the BBC has BBC Asian Network, that there's great work and maybe that's for them. But there's got to be an element of if you become big within your certain community, then you should be able to kind of go mainstream with your track. That's really difficult for, for South Asian artists to do. And, you know, that's a great example of where music's a great example of how the community's been othered. Definitely. I feel like that as well. And actually, when I was when I was a teenager, like I wasn't a typical British Asian teenager and I used to listen to Slipknot and heavy metal. <laughs> I didn't know any other like British Asians who did as well, but like, 
out there. <laughs> the alternative. Yeah, no, I, I, I think there's a huge amount of British Asians who listen to heavy metal, right? But I think that, as you say, uh, like the one thing I would say is I don't think there is a typical British Asian teenager. I don't think yeah, that exists. Yeah. I think there's a typical British teenager. I think the media's tried to tell us that there's these typical British Asian teenagers who live in, in silo communities who listen to Bungwa on the weekend. And it's like, I just don't think that's true. Like, you know, I listen to, to music from all over the world. Yeah? I just listen to any music I think is good. I don't define myself by a genre. You might do that briefly in your kind of mid to late teens. But beyond that, most people don't. You know, I was likely to listen to... I'm trying to think of an HR, so I can't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was likely to listen to something from the Richie Rich project as I am to listen to um, you know Slipknot or Nirvana or something something like that. And actually, if anything, we've gone backwards. I mean, the Beatles were huge fans of classical Indian music, right? They, they were huge fans of Ravi Shankar, and there's no end of, of you know them talking about it footage of them talking about it loosing the sky with diamonds and stuff like that i mean instead of the cultures coming together in the same way that you know uh black music cultures really heavily influenced the music that that mm. is produced by all types of people in the uk i mean i just don't think that's that's happened over here and i think people who run certain stations like radio one and radio two have to really like really understand that their role isn't just to to curate the music that goes on the station but they have they're a large part of forming the taste and the culture of this country and that's why i think this stuff is you know it seems it seems like oh all right there's no brand people on radio one why is that important it's like well this is actually the long-term impact of it so then what's the next step how do you get the radio stations to take note of the findings and how do you actually implement the change well, I think I, what I already know through the kind of grapevine is that radio stations have noticed it. They have seen it. As it stands, when we're recording this, no one's got in touch with us to be like, we want to have a chat with you. Mm. I think there's like two elements of it. I think the first thing we've got to do as an Asian community is that we've all got to come together and be like, you know, let's work as one unit here because what can happen and has happened in the past is that they've got one person in and they've pulled the drawbridge up mm. and stopped other people from getting in. For us, it was easy to put the presenter numbers out there, but it's actually, it's so much more than that. It's like, who's producing it? Who's picking your music? Who's the program directors? Who's the station editors? Do they all come from a diverse background? There's so many other roles behind the scenes at these big stations. So we've got to kind of work together as one unit for that as well. So I think what we want to do at the moment is just kind of pick up support, try and figure out a way that we can talk to as many people as we can, get everyone's ideas. This isn't, you know, this isn't a closed book. Like, I don't know what's going to work. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. So far, what we've done is self a few tweets and we've got people talking about it. We need to keep that conversation going, keep it current and see what happens. And how can people get involved? In the first instance, find us on Twitter or Instagram, South Asian Audio on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow us, get in touch, drop us a, a message on there, talk to people about it. As I say, just keep the conversation going. Amazing. All, I was going to say, it's all right to talk about these things, man. Just like, don't, yeah. feel, don't feel that you can't talk about this. No, exactly. It's good. And uh, in your day job, do you work in podcasts, I believe? I do. I do work in podcasts. Yeah, I work for, I, I run a company called 1129 Media and we make loads of podcasts. So so the way it all started is about just about 18 months ago, me and uh, my friend Sam Delaney, who I've worked a lot with over the years, we were basically like, it, the conversation started with, wouldn't it be great if we had a radio station? And wouldn't we put all these people in shows on the radio? 
and wouldn't we do this this and this and then we were like actually do you know what having a radio station is a lot of work Mm -hmm. but we can make great podcasts and also the thing i really like about podcasting is it's not as limited as radio right so there's no it's not like you've got this amount of time to fill or you've got to do this because it's in the news or you know you've got to go to the news at this time um or you've got to cover this topic or whatever you can just go where you want with it there's no time limit and you can swear exactly and but a lot no like a lot of the podcasts we do um i don't think you'd be able to play on podcast radio because (laughs) there's a lot of swearing in it there's a lot of um it's a lot of talking about stuff that uh, i don't want to say it's taboo it's not taboo but it's just it wouldn't it's not complicit to to the rules of broadcast in the uk i mean you can make it but um it might be a bit sterile if we did and the part of the reason we wanted to was to start podcasting in the way we have is to create this space. So we've got some great podcasts from the likes of Alan Johnson, the former Home Secretary, from Nikki Chapman, who um, is quite uh, frequently on TV presenting property programmes. Eamon Holmes has done shows with us as well. We did a football show with him. We've got loads of football content. Um, so yeah, check us out on social media, 1129 Media 1 on Twitter um, and get in touch and we always love to hear hear from people and hopefully everyone will enjoy our podcast and we, hopefully we've got something for everyone as well. Amazing. And do you have any favourite podcasts that you're listening to right now? Um, do you know what? Um, I, I, I should mention this one because I'm, I'm totally obsessed by this podcast and I'm going to buy the book from it. Ian Dale of LBC has a podcast series out about the Prime Ministers and it was like one of those things where I was like, I don't ever really listen to Ian Dale on LBC, but he's all, every time I've heard him, he's always come across quite well. I just put it on and I just really, it's, it's a kind of a 20 minutes. He talks to someone about uh, a different prime minister and he absolutely loves it. And it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's so good. You learn so much. Ian's a brilliant host. He guides you through it so well. Um, and I just, you, you know, it's those, it's those nuggets of information, like when you're in the pub or something and your mm. mate goes, have you heard about this person who's prime minister in like, 1912 and you're like oh yeah yeah that person yeah he was a liberal like and he came from wales and you're like you know all those little bits of information that you just throw into things where people think you're really intelligent but actually you just heard it on the podcast and the information <laughs> hoping that whoever's made it got all the everything right in it and that you remembered it right that's true that's the thing i love the most about um about podcasts the presenters themselves are so passionate about what they're talking about so it makes you love it even more and you're right you get these little tidbits of information that you can use down the pub when we're allowed to go to the pub again pub again yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining me and can we have your twitter addresses again for anybody who wants to give both of your companies a follow yeah so south asian audio is at south asian audio and 1129 media is 1129 media one on twitter They're the best ways to get in touch with us, I think, at the moment. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, nerds. I'm Sarah, the paper nerd. And if you've ever wondered what goes into that greeting card you just sent or received, well, quite a lot. Get your paper fix on the paper fold where I host an enchanting mix of personalities and players all nerding out on my favorite topic, stationery. From the designs of our snail mail communications to the precious space created when two people correspond, there's a lot to cover. So come grab a seat in the stationery community's only five-star paper salon, The Paper Fold, now part of the Evergreen Podcast Network.